Okay, we're here today with Jen, uh, and Jen is a designer and a builder and a contractor. Uh, roles that typically don't go with the female. So Jen, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we would like to start talking about your role. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure, I am a general contractor and interior designer. And I basically come up with the designs for residential homes. And then I take it forward with the clients from the beginning to end. And then I work with all of our subcontractors and our employees on building a home. Some days you could catch me in a suit and other days I'll be in a hard hat and work boots running across the steel beams. And we work on kitchens and bathrooms, whole house remodels, new homes and additions. Awesome. That's great, Jen. Now, is this been your only role or how did you get started actually in, 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 your, in your professional life? No, it definitely wasn't my only role or not even the first role that I started in. I actually began with the military. I was in the Navy and I am a veteran and it was four years. I was stationed in Norfolk, Virginia on the USS Puget Sound 8038 destroyer tender carrying 1600 people. And we traveled during Desert Storm and we were overseas in Spain, Israel, France, Greece, Italy, and they consider that to be the med cruise. And I was actually a cook when I started there. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, Jen. I never knew that. That's, yeah. that's interesting. That's <laughs> great. So now how long were you in the military? Four years. Four years. So you served for four years during Desert Storm. So that's phenomenal. Thank you for your service, Jen. We do appreciate that. Thank you. Female veterans are something we're very uh, focused on because a lot of uh, female veterans actually count on um, the military for paying for their college afterwards, you know, after they leave, you know, the military. Now, after you left the military, what did you do then? I went into interior design. That was actually always my passion. However, when I started with the military and I went in, I had to do, you have to take a test, obviously, right. to see where you fit in. And there were two of us that had the same last name and they actually came out and asked us both to stand up. And when they saw that I was a woman, they told me to sit back down and they brought the gentleman into the back and said, your test scores are excellent. We want you to head towards Nuke. And then they asked him to repeat his social security number because that's how they identify you. And it wasn't him, it was me. My scores were high and I could have gone into nuke, but women weren't allowed to be in the nuke department at that point in time. Oh, so wow. I had any choice of what I wanted to be. And being a kid, I had you know, no idea what I wanted to right, do. Right. So I said, was there anything in interior design? And they pretty much laughed at that. And I said, well, who decorates the White House? What about the Pentagon? And they were like, yeah, that's outside contractors. And I said, well, if I knew that, I might've just skipped this. Right, right, exactly, exactly. So they asked, you know, several questions on what I would like to do. And creativity is a huge aspect of everything that I still work on today. So cooking became another outlet for that. So after I left, the next thing I knew, I was going to MS school out in California after being in boot camp. And that's where I learned to become a chef. And eventually I was asked to work for the captain and also asked to go to the Pentagon. But I joined the Navy to see the world. And again, being a kid, turned down cooking at the Pentagon to be in these different countries and to be a part of Desert Storm. 
Well, you know what? That shows your uh, commitment to, to, to the military, to be honest with you, because you could have done something else and ended up staying where you needed to be, which is, you know, kind of protecting our country. So thank you very much for that. Absolutely. So when we think about your career overall, how did you decide on the role that you have today? Because being a designer, obviously, is one thing. But now you, you do a lot more than just design. You've got a lot of you know, plans that you have to put together and everything else that goes with that. Including carrying 80-pound bags of cement, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it actually started out after I got out of the military. I was a single mother, and I had my son. And I went back to school for design. And my mother gave me the opportunity to go back to school and she took care of my son during that time. And I worked crazy hours in between that. So that was really what spawned heading towards it and moving quickly into interior design. And I loved what I did. And I ran into a client after many years of being an interior designer and her general contractor had taken a very large deposit and hadn't come back. And I happened to run into her you know, out at Bloomingdale's and I said, oh, how did the kitchen come out? Can I come down and take pictures? And she started crying. And she explained to me that the GC took the money and ran. And her cabinets were still sitting in a box. So I was devastated for her and feeling responsible because it was my design. And right. we ordered the cabinets and the expense that she went to. I went down to the building department, started to speak to them. I went to her house, started pulling subcontractors together that I knew. I started putting together a list of things that needed to get done. And the next thing I knew, I was actually remodeling her home and demoing what this other general contractor hadn't done. And the town of Wellesley was fantastic working with me, knowing that I didn't have my GC's license at the time. I didn't even realize what I needed to do or what the steps were. So I kind of was thrown into the fire, you would say, mm -hmm. and hoping to come out the other end still in one piece. Right. And this woman came to me after everything was done and she said, you've missed your calling. You're a phenomenal interior designer, but your attention to detail, military background, the fact that you are very organized and the fact that you know the subcontractors, you're extremely strict, you speak up, and you can command what's happening on a job site. And I sat back and I thought about it and I said, hmm, maybe. So I decided that I would go back to school and I did for project management and general contracting. I didn't tell anyone. And at the time my son was, you know, really working with me, bizarrely enough. And he was very young, like six at the time. And he said to me, mom, you can do anything. So silently I went and took the test and once I passed and got my license and my HIC card, and then I went and pulled all of the insurances, I showed up to my family and I said, um, so I'm starting my own business. And my parents, and my brothers were like, you're crazy. And I said, no. And they were like, out of a car. And I said, yes, out of a Ford Taurus. And I went to work for somebody else as a general contractor, project management, roughest group of guys you'd wanna be around. But after four years of the military, honestly, it was not much different. <laughs> I worked right. for that company. They were down, they, they, they were pretty a downtown crew. Mm -hmm. And after I was with them for two years, I left because I knew I wasn't going to grow anymore. And I went to a high-end remodeling company and worked with them. And then I took on another job as a kitchen showroom designer to hone in on my skills on kitchen design. 
And then I worked for another company doing uh, contracts and working on the background. So every step that I took in the jobs and the different places that I worked was to put me one step ahead to starting my own company. Yeah, you were definitely building the blocks. You know, you were definitely turning around and saying, okay, I need this skill set. I need that skill set. I need this skill set. And then you resourced it and really found out how to put all of that together. You know, because like you say, when you went from, you know, kind of the broad spectrum of knowing, you know, the project management and the contracts and everything else that goes, the contract that goes, goes around with that, then you hone in on kitchen and design. Then you hone in on actually contract management which is really, you know, detail oriented again, right? Because you're looking through all of those contracts and pointing out, you know, what needs to be done and what, you know, what might be, you know, a gotcha, if you will, you know what I mean? When you're, when you're signing these things, especially for deadlines and, you know, what the real scope of work is and things like that, you know, you have to be very specific in that. So kudos mm -hmm. to you for, for really going through and I mean, that's a plan, you know, that is a plan for your career. Yes. So, what do you do, enjoy most, Jen, about what you do today? I still love the interior design. I still love walking into a space, getting to know the client, understanding the players, each person in the family, who cooks, are you left-handed, are you right-handed, is it a kosher kitchen, do you need a pantry, how many sets of dishes do you have, and that's just the kitchen, but it also revolves around how your family interacts, who plays sports, what type of piano, uh, just the different things, and where the family is growing, how old they are, how long these things will stay in place, and what happens when the children move out and the parents are still home, but is there downsizing, should there be an elevator, all of these different types of things. It's really wonderful to feel a design begin from scratch and it's completely different at the end than it looked to begin with, especially in a remodel or having those type of clients that trust and know your design sense to give you carte blanche to start designing for them. And then once you come up with the design, they come in to add in, well, we never thought about this or tying in the outside with the inside of the home. The design is still what attracts me to what I do, but I have to say being on the job, climbing the ladders, carrying the 80 pound bags of cement, bringing in the tiles, talking with the guys, working with them, setting the schedule, seeing it come to fruition, is the biggest high possible. Yeah, that is yes. awesome. You know, what's nice about uh, what you're doing is you're impacting someone's life, you know, someone's mm -hmm. memories, right? When these children, you know, that live in that house, look back, they'll know that, oh yeah, you know, we always hung out in the kitchen and our kitchen was huge. And we had this table and we had, you know, we had, my mom would be here and we'd be there. And, you know, and when we came home from school, the counter would be filled, you know, or, you know, at the holidays, there would be something around. It's nice to see that you're making that impact on family lives. You know what I mean? That you're actually creating a space that for memories, really, I mean, when you think about it, you know, and, and actually impacting the way that people, you know, kind of conduct themselves as a family, right? Every day, you know, and, and bringing things up like that, you know, it's interesting. Absolutely. And a lot of it for the adults and the parents are for entertaining with their children and having their spouses or their boyfriends and girlfriends and friends from school, family coming over the holidays, how to incorporate everybody into that while still having 
your own space to be able to work. It has to function first. And the aesthetic right. is the second thing that comes. But you're correct. The memories that are made in there and the, being that comfortable in that space is what it's all about. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you had to look back on Jen Cuddy and, and tell your younger self uh, something, what would you tell your younger self about where you are now? That's a good question. What would I tell my younger self? I guess I would have to say to my younger self, reach for the stars faster. It took me about two and a half years to actually get up the guts to jump in. It was inside me already, but accessing it and getting up the courage to step out into a man's world mm -hmm. and do that work. And I guess I would tell my younger self, you can do this and believe in yourself. And don't listen to anybody else. Yep, trusting your instincts yeah. is one of the things that sometimes we all delay because we always are second guessing whether whether this is the right decision because we you know don't have the security sometimes in our own selves to say I'm just going to do this I'm going to do this Absolutely. and if I fail I fail if I don't I don't you know but I know I've done it and that's that's been you know something I know myself I I've held back many times you know and think to myself you know I should have done that I should have I should have gone for it you know. It's crazy when, when you look back, but I give you kudos for that, seriously. Uh, now, if you had some advice for younger girls that might wanna follow in your shoes, what would it be? I think you just nailed it on the head. Jump out there, do it. There isn't anything you can't do. Work hard, be courageous, speak up, make eye contact, take as many classes as you can. Believe in yourself. I truly believe that's, that's half the battle, empowering our girls to say, you know what? I tried it, I failed, get up, brush yourself off and start again. It's just like jumping off that swing set and not landing on your feet. You get up, you brush it off and you do it again. So you get it right. So Jen, if you had three words to sum yourself up, what would they be? <laughs> Full of life. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, I love that. Thanks, Jen, for being with us today. We really appreciate it. Uh, no, I know this was a great interview. Absolutely great interview. Thank you. Thank you, Kate. This was an honor.